Good evening. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. We're going to try our best to make it better for you. Tonight, we welcome an eight-year-old entrepreneur and author. Her name is Jana Price. She has done some amazing things uh, at such a young age. And she's from my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. So uh, we'll be talking to her later on in the show. Hot Topics are breaking down everything everyone is talking about. Uh, you may have heard there was another mass shooting here in Texas. Uh, a man shot and killed five of his neighbors. Find out more details about that story. And then uh, Roy Wood Jr., he uh, he performed at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and he gave props to Kamala Harris, because people always say, what work does she do? And he said that they never asked men that. They only asked women vice, now there's a woman vice president. But find out what she has done since she's been uh, in office. And then artificial uh, intelligence, AI, it is impacting the music industry. And find out some of the ways it is and some of the pros and cons. And what do you think about it? And then a woman is going viral for bringing up Kalani and Beyonce's names when she was preaching a service saying that their music is demonic. And uh, people will be surprised why they're feeling depressed, anxious, or having nightmares when they sleep. Find out what people are saying about that. And then finally, a woman, she uh, beat. She killed her ex-fiance five years ago, and she beat the case, say it was self-defense, but now she recently was arrested for killing her fifth husband. All that and much more. We're on all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephenightshow.com. If you'd rather watch, just go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, hot topics and the question of the day. Right back after this. Some space, but why you can't? 
Hey, this is Eric Roberson, and you are checking out the Stephen Knight Show. Good evening. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Thank you for tuning in again tonight. We have a great show ahead of us. Uh, tonight, we welcome a young entrepreneur and author. Her name is Janana, Gianna Price. She's only eight years old, but she's done some amazing work already. And she's from my hometown, Richmond, Virginia. So stay tuned for that. Hot topics are breaking down everything everyone's talking about. And of course, you got our movie reviews and sports and our Black-owned business spotlight. So tune in and enjoy. One of my drill over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephenightshow.com. Rather watch us go on our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show, and subscribe. We're also on TikTok, so check us out there. This is, May is the month of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. So shout out to everyone doing big things in that community. Um, well done. Well done. And our merch, check out our merch. We have some new merch out there. So go on our website, check that out. All right. So how y'all doing, family? Y'all doing good? It's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> exactly. Doing all right. I feel like I haven't been here in a long time. I know, right? I know. Well, the question of the day is, what is your favorite day of the week? Linnea, what's your favorite day? Um, I would have to say Sunday because that's the day that I do absolutely, positively nothing mm -hmm. outside. I, the goal is to not go outside unless there's something pre-planned, but Sundays are generally my day to do nothing and just nothing. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Chike? I like Fridays. It's like the end of the week, and then you have to look forward to the weekend. Yeah. I think I agree with Fridays, too. I think because during the week, I get up super early every morning, and I have full days. Friday is not as full, and it's the anticipation of a good weekend ahead of us. So mm -hmm. I would say Friday, too. But tweet us at home and let us know what is your favorite day of the week. All right, well, there was another mass shooting in this country, unfortunately. Um, five people were left dead after being shot in Texas home by a suspect armed with an AR-15 style rifle and horrific execution style shooting. Now, according to the latest updates, more than 200 officers from multiple enforcement, enforcement agencies, law enforcement agencies, are searching for the gunman who took the lives of five people. These are all his neighbors, including a nine-year-old child. The shooting happened after neighbors simply asked him to stop firing his rifle outdoors. This was this past Sunday. This is what officials said Sunday. This happened Friday. Um, officers are now going door to door and asking community members for information to help find the killer. It was also said that authorities were even creating billboard posters in Spanish to inform everyone of the search. Um, and we also have an $80,000 cash reward if anyone is able to help with this um, capture. So... The incident happened 11.31 p.m. local time on Friday. Officials from uh, San Jacinto uh, County Sheriff's Office report a call about harassment in the town of Cleveland. When cops arrived on the scene, they found several victims shot at the home. Three of the deceased were females and two were males, including the youngest, Sally, being an eight-year-old boy. Ten people were said to be inside the home when police arrived and said all victims were between the ages of eight and 40. One victim is also between the ages of 14 and 16, while three were adults. Authorities uh, told ABC News the two female victims were discovered in the bathroom lying on top of their surviving two surviving children. Um, it was also said that three minors were located uninjured, but were found covered in blood. They were transported to a local hospital. 
Police explained that the massacre occurred after neighbors, again, asked the man to stop shooting us down in the front yard. Um, my understanding, because the baby was trying to sleep, um, they said, my understanding is that the victims, they all came over to the fence and said, hey, could you stop shooting your gun in the yard? We have a baby, young baby, they're trying to sleep. The man, they think he was drunk. Um, he said, I'll do what I want in front of my yard. Um, Jeff said that he went, he went on to say what he believes some victims were trying to shield children from the gunmen, which why the bodies were found on top of the children who were unharmed. Um, now police have identified the suspect as 38 year old, uh, Francisco or Oro Peza or Peza. Um, apparently he had been, um, he had been, um, what's the word I'm trying to, I couldn't think of the word when you're sent back to the company, your, your um, country. Deported. Deported. He'd been deported four times. Um, and he was known to shoot this gun in the yard, but they said that he's 5'8". He was wearing blue jeans, black shirt, and work boots, and he has short hair. Um, uh, it's just the, the fifth person died in the hospital. That was an eight-year-old boy. He was taken to the hospital, and he was pronounced dead on, when he got there. Chike, here we are talking about another mass shooting in this country. Um, and this man, he was killed his neighbors. They said it was 10 people in the home. Some were able to escape. Like one woman even helped someone escape. Said, because your children need their father. And she ended up getting killed. What are your thoughts on another mass shooting in this country? Well, they're changing. The shootings are changing a little bit. So if you notice that it went from public places, mass crowds, schools now we're on porches we're in driveways it's your neighbor do you see how it's changing mm -hmm. do you see how the scope of where you can get shot is is becoming more broad you can be anywhere yeah um what can you say there's nothing there's nothing else to say there needs to be action i think on this subject matter we're all talked out like there should be no more talking there needs to be action yeah and the powers that be aren't just moved. They're not moving. Alania, mm -mm. what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm stuck on he's he was already deported four times. Mm -hmm. um, I'm stuck on he was randomly just shooting outside. Um, just based off of this, it sounds as if this was a community of immigrants. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, They're all from Honduras, the people that were killed. And most, and I'm, I'm going to assume that they probably didn't call the cops before because they were all immigrants. And, you know, like, like black people, immigrants don't like to deal with the police because some of them are illegal. Some of them aren't. Mm hmm um, I would like to see how this plays out, being that it's not a white man. Um, I would like to see how that because I am correct me if I'm wrong. Did the governor say something? He he made released a statement and made and put in there that they were all um illegal immigrants in the country. Right. Like, I, I don't think that that was. I don't think that that was necessary. But was. I know he's not. To the sheriff's credit, he said, I don't care where they were from. These people are in my community. Yeah. He was emotional. They were in my community. Right. 
and this is horrible. Right, right. But yeah, but see, see what your governor said. Right, governor. Like, like that, just he had to put that in there as if to make a point. Right. Um, when you had, and it was it was the women who were covering these children that they did find, so they would so they were killed protecting yeah. children. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to I you know what I'm beyond understanding why someone needs a, a um a AK. Yeah. A AR15. I'm 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 beyond that. Yeah. Um and when you talk about you know especially states like Texas and Florida where is it Florida that just passed the open you get mm -hmm. you get however many guns you want yeah. you Need, you don't need to be checked, no psychological, no criminal, no nothing. Nope. Go ahead and get you a gizun and just go while out. Right. Bam. Yeah. And all these shootings that have happened, you know. Mm-hmm. They're saying uh well, I was watching, we're gonna talk about Roy Wood Jr. Um he, I was watching his his um routine at the White House Correspondent Dinner, and he said, um he was saying, and um, drag queens are not coming to your schools to influence your kids. That's not why they're there. He said, and plus, they'll all be dead anyway at the school, shot at the school. And they started booing him. He said, don't boo. Just some legislation. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Just some legislation. And at first when he said, I was thinking, ooh. But he was making a point. He was trying to make a point because wasn't it, um, it was like some sort of Nazi situation recently yeah uh, was it ohio I saw I'm not sure. yeah and they were out it was a small group but they mm. were boycotting a drag brunch or something yeah. I, don't, I don't i'm not completely sure but i know it had something to do with drag right. um that they were just out there in their red it's interesting you're yeah. a part of these organizations right why don't you just show your face mm -hmm. it was only one dude showing his face that was the one i guess he was considered the leader Probably. looking like fake Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody else had a mask on. They had their red and their black on. Um, and they were standing out there just boycotting this drag brunch. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we talk about Roy Wood Jr. Um, he was taking a moment to give Kamala Harris, our VP, her flowers and continue um and amid continual backlash over her constitutional efforts. In fact, Comedian called out the double standards that women in power often have to endure. At the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday, Wood had an opportunity to share a few words with attendees. While he hilariously roasted politicians like Donald Trump and Joe Biden at the dinner, he sweetly took a moment to acknowledge people's cri critiques against Kamala Harris as well. The Comedy Central personality said to uh, Kamala, Kamala by calling the controversy surrounding her work efforts the most insulting scandal of the Biden administration. So I think most insulting scandal to fall to the feet of the Biden administration was placed at the feet of our Madam Vice President, the scandal of what does Kamala do? After slamming the, the inquiry as disrespectful, Wood pointed out that nobody ever asked questions about Vice President until a woman got the job. Amid audience cheers, Roy Wood brought former VP Mike Pence into the conversation, uh, along with a coy reference to the January 6th attack at the Capitol. He said, I don't know what Mike Pence did. The only thing I know about Mike Pence is that he's really good at playing hide and go seek at the Capitol. Now, Wood um, 
uh, uh, humorously, excuse me, added, got to be crafty and catch Mike Pence at the Capitol, baby. He knows all the nooks and crannies. Now, it's worth to um, acknowledge some of Kamala Harris's accomplishments during her tenure as VP. The White House details Kamala's efforts to get America vaccinated, rebuild our economy, reduce child poverty, and pass an infrastructure law that will lift up communities that have been left behind. It's also knowledge that Kamala has played a key role in engaging world leaders and stretching, strengthening our nation's alliances and partnerships, evidence of her recent trip to Africa in March. Of course, she also advocated for the change of the U.S., um, the Shea Room reported that Harris attended Tyree Nichols' funeral earlier this year and demanded that Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Pol uh, Policing Act. She said, she said, as a United States Senator, I co-authored the Georgia Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And as VP of the United States, we demand that Congress pass the act. Joe Biden will sign it and we should not delay and we will not, we will not be denied. This is non-negotiable. A quick scroll through uh, some of her VP, her VP account highlights some of her recent efforts. Last week, Harris linked up with South Korean President Yoon Koo-sul to explore how they could monitor the impact of climate crisis. She also has advocated for Black parental health uh, and the replacement of lead water pipes throughout the country, showing her involvement in various different areas. So I do see this all the time. I see this like on the shade room or different blogs saying they haven't seen Kamala Harris since she said we did it, Joe. They obviously don't watch the news <laughs> or even follow her on Instagram. You know, this woman is always traveling, always out and about. She's, you know, but she's criticized, you know, and I think a lot of it is because she's a woman, a lot of it because she's a black woman. Um, but um, Linnea, what are your thoughts on on him calling her out, you know, and, and giving her flowers during that uh, presentation? performance <laughs> so of course you're not going to see um what she's done on blogs because they don't go research that mm -hmm. because they're gossip blogs right and all they do is gossip and what's important it's not what's important in the world is not important to them mm -hmm. worried about being in people's business um so that's why the blogs don't post about it um I think I had that question for when Joe Biden was in office as vice president. What Joe doing? Right. What he doing? What he what what he doing? Where he going? Where he at? And not you know not you know I was being a smart a smart right. ass, but you know I you can look. I mean you can go just like with President Obama. Everybody was, no he wasn't doing nothing. You can go on the website and see everything that he did. Mm -hmm. And then you can see the things that the Republicans opposed that he wanted to do. Yeah. There, I mean, it's on it's it's on it's on this thing called the internet. Mm-hmm. But people don't people don't want to read. Yeah. People don't want to go look for the right information so they can be informed. Is that um because that's too much like work? Right, right. Go Kamala. Because what happens is when you move, you don't have to, um, people don't have to know your moves. You know that you're doing them. Right. You know that you're the same thing with the how Chica and I move. We don't be blasting everything we do on social media. Mm -hmm. When you find out, if and when you find out, it's on a need to know basis. Exactly. Period. Exactly. 
And the president is the person at the forefront, not the vice president. <laughs> uh, Chicken, what are your thoughts on this? On Roy uh, Jones giving her Roy Roy Jones excuse me, giving his uh, his flowers. I to mean, her. kudos to Kamala. She she deserves her her stars and her flowers and her all her accolades. Um, I watch a, lo a lot of political news, and uh, part of part of all that thinking is is primarily because she's not popular to the masses. Mm -hmm. So they do try to tuck her away and keep her hidden as if we're going to forget about her. We're not going to forget mm -hmm. about her, especially us. We're not going to forget about her. But there's a lot of things that are unsaid that are attached to the fact that she's in that office. Like everyone's talking about Joe Biden's reelection, him running again. And they're saying, oh, he's too old. He's too old. It's not really about he's too old. If he had another white male uh, vice president with him and he was running, his age wouldn't be that much of a factor. No one wouldn't say anything. Reagan was in office with Alzheimer's. They still wanted him to be president. Mm -hmm. But it's the Kamala factor. He's getting too old. The getting too old is where if something happens to him, then who will be president? <gasps> a black woman. You can't have a black woman in that office. It's not right. Mm -hmm. Or is it right? Well, you know, Nikki Haley, who's running uh, for the Republican seat, she uh, made the comment. Uh, she was trying to go against Kamala Harris. She's saying that it's really going to be about her administration because the likelihood of Biden living through the next term. Why would you even say That's that? Horrible. Wait, That's horrible. That's horrible. But isn't he? And the orange agent around the same age. Four or five years apart. What the, what the, and Biden's in shape. Biden rides his bike. You don't see Trump riding. You see, you see him running to the plane? Yeah. The other one, be, you, know, you know his wife's going to cook him. <laughs> he probably scared somebody going to poison him. He love uh, uh, McDonald's, Big Macs. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about AI and how it's affected music. Plus, another person's going against Beyonce, saying her music is satanic and demonic. Right back after this. You know what? I've been thinking. I can't even get through to you. I'm trying to talk to you. And all you do is push me away? What's wrong with you?
Why you act the way you do? Don't wanna talk to me. Just walking away from me. Like I didn't say nothing. Like I didn't say nothing. I know we had our ups and downs. But I wanna make this work. Make it work. So sweet, stay fly, 
Yo, what's up? This is Daryl. It's Raya. It's Paco. It's Aja, and we're the Walls Group, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. So, artificial intelligence, AI, it seems to slowly be transforming the music industry while also causing some issues for artists. In recent times, we've seen people use AI to replicate existing songs and even steal copyrights. While AI can be beneficial in other ways, some folks on the internet have been abusing the software, leading to unfair practices and skewed results. Singer JoJo, she was recently stopped by TMZ reporter Celine Simone and was asked her thoughts about robots trying to take over the music space. Being a strong voice in the industry for over a decade, JoJo shared how she would uh, feel if she heard an AI uh, generated track using her vocals. She said, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's in, really interesting. I think we can use it for harmonies and backgrounds. I think we should uh, learn how to work with it and not against it. Like, what are we going to do? We can't stop what's happening in a sense with our artificial intelligence. I think we should find a way to embrace it. I feel just like I'm trying not to resist the way things are going. And I think we should just find a way to embrace it. Um, now, last month, AI-generated tracks hit the internet with voices of big stars like Rihanna, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, and even Drake. The rapper came across his vocals over Ice Spice hit song, Munch, and he didn't seem to be here for it. He said, this is, this is the final straw, AI. So some of the pros and cons about AI, um, although our Artificial intelligence has the potential to uh, revolutionize the way that we live and work. Many public figures have stressed how great power comes with great responsibility. But some of the concerns are that it could take away jobs from everyday working people and can it, it will cause people to lose jobs. I know that they were there was a device that students were used to write their papers for them. Um, and it would like like they showed it on a show where um this guy was showing CBS Morning, how it was done. And so he asked him to write a paper on Gail King and the AI, and it did. You know, the only thing is there's still glitches in it. Like some of the information is not always accurate, et cetera. But um, I believe Drake and 21 Savage, the song came out by them and everyone thought it was real. They had to take it down because it wasn't, it was an AI generated um, song. So, Shike, what do you think about this use of AI? Do you see it being something we should benefit from, we can benefit from, or do you think it's going to cause problems? And do you agree with JoJo where she says you might as well embrace it because it's not going anywhere? So I agree with JoJo. I mean, it's coming because it's something that generates money. It's something that, you know, is going to be a part of the commerce. So it's definitely coming. Uh, I think that artists will find themselves being forced to embrace it. But this is the key. AI can't do what a human being can do. Mm -hmm. the, the proof is going to be in the live show. Your yeah. live music is going to be what's hot. So I would not doubt if a lot of musical artists will start gravitating to doing live record recorded work mm. to sell. Like mm. as opposed to like a project, it would be like live. Yeah. Because they can't compete with that. I saw I saw where someone had taken some of Mariah Carey songs and they had an mm -hmm. AI generated Whitney Houston voice singing it. Mm -hmm. And it was scary because it sounded like it could have been her. 
Mm-hmm. And some of there are some glitches, but when if you listen, someone also did it for um a song by Thames. They had Rihanna singing it, and it sounds just like Rihanna. You know. So, what are your thoughts on this, Lania? It's interesting. Um, my honey and I had a conversation about this whole AI thing. Mm-hmm. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. Like uh, Chike said, it's coming. It's here. Um, don't know what type of effect that it'll have, but it made me think about um, a couple different movies, like I Robot, mm-hmm. um, Z Nation. Um, in in a sense of, you know, what are you gonna do with the humans? <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, it makes you think about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know how that works or how it's going to work, but you know, I don't mess with that whole, you know, people have iPhones and they mess with that child once they grab your face. <laughs> and y'all mess with these AI things. Yeah. You know, like walk around with you, you be like, that wasn't me. Like it looked just like you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, a woman is going viral on Twitter after uh, bringing up Kalani and Beyonce's names while preaching at a service about artists supposedly trying to fool people into thinking that all spiritualism is the same. She refers to their music as being impure and questions how people can be then can be surprised that they're feeling depressed, anxious, or having nightmares when they fall asleep at night. The woman's name is Jackie Hill Perry, and according to her Instagram profile, she's a poet, teacher, writer, and discipline. Uh, who, I'm sorry, disciple, who um, clearly felt strongly about her views pertaining to social media and the music industry. She said, I am angry that the powers that be in social media and in culture and in music and in Beyonce's music and Kalani's music, like I'm angry. She said as the crowd began to clap in support of her message, she said that they really are trying to convince us that all spiritualism is the same. And we have digested this impurity. We ha- we want so bad not to be logistic uh, that we ha- we actually become profane. Now Perry continued. Of course, this isn't the first time Beyonce's music has been talked down uh, when it comes to the message she said to be sending to her fans, particularly by pastors who previously um, called her song satanic and uh, and evil. Beyonce's music has had a profound impact on society, but apparently also on religion. On the one hand, her music has been celebrated for its positive messages and ability to uplift and inspire listeners. Many of her fans here as a role model and a voice for marginalized communities. On the other hand, Beyonce's music has also been criticized by some religious leaders for its perceived immortality and uh, its alleged promotion of evil and satanic influences. Some pastors and priests have accused her of being a tool of the devil and have called her music called for her music to be banned. Um, one of the main criticisms of Beyonce's music from priests and pastors is that it promotes a secular worldview that is odd that's at odds with religious values. Some religious leaders have accused her of promoting a lifestyle of promiscuity, materialism, and hennianism um, that goes against the teachings of the Bible. And they're talking about some of the symbols that she does in her performance or videos. They, they attribute that to satanic. Um, but, you know, like they said, her music is empowering. For example, her song Flawless 
Beyonce celebrates the beauty and strength of women, urging them to embrace their own, their imperfections and to be proud of who they are. In formation, she addresses police brutality and racism, calling for Black people to come together in solidarity and resist oppression. So, Chike, why do these people keep coming after Beyonce? Why, what happened to if you don't like it, just turn to change, stand or don't buy it? Well, you know, people don't do that now. They don't, they, because... <sighs> Every everything has is a platform and a format. People have portals now where they can communicate their their messages. They can talk. They're being heard. They have followings. You know, I remember when Madonna came out with the "Like a Prayer" song, and they were so angry. The Leon, shout out to Leon, who played Jesus in the video. They were so angry with her for being sacrilegious. Yeah. And how dare she? How could she? She's going to hell. She's a she's a devil worshiper. Same thing went through Madonna. It'll pass. Yeah. She's making art. You know, anytime that somebody gets up on art, I mean, they've said their things about Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. Anybody who gets to be on that particular platform, they gets, you know, those nasty words. I remember one time uh Beyonce had posted a prayer on her Instagram and I read the comments. Wait, I thought you were part of the Illuminati. Like, wow. Linnea, what are your thoughts? Those people who say that are idiots. But moving on. You know, there's a thin line when it comes to church at this particular juncture. Mm -hmm. um, because one, I like to know so what you do? You sat there and listened to the whole thing? Right. How'd you know? Right. How'd you know? Uh-huh. Um, the other thing is people pick and choose. They're, they're selective outrage. Mm -hmm. People pick and choose. Um, she is an entertainer. Period. She's yep. entertaining. She entertains. That's mm -hmm. what she does. Um, are you mad? Because your some of your flock may prefer to go buy tickets to her show than to pay some tithes so you can get a car or some nice clothing um, or help you, you know, with your house. Is that why you're upset? Um, hypocrites is what I call them. And I don't even know this shit because we there was a story before about a lady Another bastard. about Beyonce. Um, you ain't got nothing else to talk about because the last time I checked, you ain't got no room to judge nobody. None. Nope. And if if you're that type of pastor or evangelist or reverend or priest, I would want to be a member of your congregation. Mm -hmm. Period. Right. Because you're not living by the word. You're living of the world. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. You're living of the world. And I'm not taking nothing you say for face value. Exactly. Like they're hypocrites. I mean, this is it's it's ridiculous. Just like the selective outrage with this whole Netflix thing and having a black Cleopatra. Yeah. How many white women have played Cleopatra? Mm -hmm. How many, how many white women have played characters of another race or or white men that play characters of another race. Wasn't no outrage, wasn't no problem. Mm -mm. They want to sue Netflix. They want to stop it. Yeah. Because she's black. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. 
Like, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this about the, the pastor. If, if pastor, if you're a true woman of the cloth, I mm. think the proper thing would be being a Christian or even whatever your faith is. If you really felt this way about Beyonce and the work that she is doing, wouldn't the proper thing be for you to pray for her? Exactly. Maybe have your whole congregation pray for her if you really felt that way. Mm-hmm. And you said that before about the other chick, like, yeah. or 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 reach out to her to have a conversation because you don't know her personally, right? Like this is not this is not affecting you personally. Right. Right. So the only thing I could think of is monetarily, because your congregation half of them is probably going to a concert and paying them tickets mm-hmm. for them tickets. Yeah. And you mad? Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. And and uh, Kalani, I don't even know where you pulled her out from. <laughs> right, like, right. How did she get put in this? <laughs> and out of all the things that's let's 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 keep it funky. Out of all the things, what about these dudes that's out here rapping about sex, money, and drugs, and all, and and mollies and drugging and doing? What about all these dudes? Yeah. Where where is your where's your outrage for that? Exactly. I'm, I'm, no, I ain't trying to stand because I don't care. Girl, I would never come to your church, Pastor. Because you judge me. And I don't like judgy people. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Our last story. This is crazy. So, after beating a murder case involving her ex fiance, a Texas woman is now going viral after being accused of killing her fifth husband with insulin poisoning. It's reported that five years after she fatally shot her fiance, her then fiance, allegedly in self-defense, 48-year-old Sarah Hartsville, a retired Army sergeant living in Chamber County, Texas, has now been charged with murder after allegedly poisoning her fifth husband with insulin. According to reports, back in February, Hartsville infected, injected, excuse me, uh, her 46-year-old diabetic husband, Joseph Hartsville, with a large amount of insulin, and then waited four to six hours before deciding to call 911 to minister aid. Officials with Chamber County Sheriff's Office said that the victim's glucose monitor had been sounding off an alarm for a while before his wife finally made a move to check on him and call paramedics to professionally assist. After the incident, Hartsville was arrested and placed uh, behind bars in the Chamber County Jail. In March, the Harris County Medical Examiner I would rule that her fifth husband died of complications of toxic effects of insulin. Following the woman's arrest, investigation, investigators decided to reopen an investigation into the death of her fiance, David Bragg, who the woman was accused of shooting and killing back in 2018. At the time, she argued self-defense and investigators deemed it so. So she beat the murder case. Hartsville, uh, who has been married four other times, is said to have allegedly left a pattern of spousal abuse and threats against her former partners. Outside of her incidents with her fifth husband, who was deceased, and her ex-fiance, who was deceased back in March of 1996, Hartsville, who was in her 20s, and known by another name, Sarah Donahue, was arrested for allegedly assaulting her second husband, Michael Trexler, at the home in Rio Bonito. It is reported she allegedly scrapped and bruised Scraped and bruised, uh, Trexler uh, resulted in him receiving a citation and her being arrested. After sitting in jail for a week, the assault charges against the woman were dismissed 
and prosecutors listed the reasons as other. Elsewhere, uh, upon the news of February arrest for allegedly uh, insulin poisoning her fifth husband, the woman's first husband, uh, Titus Knuckerchild, spoke out and said, I'm glad she's finally been caught for who she is. I'm just sorry another person had to die to get her caught. I knew she'd end up in jail someday, so she cheated things. She would steal money from people, so I knew, I knew uh, she would end up getting caught eventually. That was always my hope, but unfortunately, she's turned allegedly into an alleged murder, murderer, and that's what she's facing now. Her son from her third marriage, and that was her longest marriage, Ryan Donahue, he also spoke and claimed that he... He too knew his mother's actions would some way lead to her demise. He said, it's unreal seeing my mom in that jumpsuit. I've waited for this all my whole life. So the thing that bothers me with her is she is a retired uh, uh, sheriff. Oh no, what is she? She retired army sur sur surgeon. So what are, you th what are y'all's thoughts on this case? It reminds me of a movie back in the 80s. I think it was in the 80s with Deborah Winger. And uh, she, it was called Black Widow. And she was a undercover cop. And she was following this woman around who she suspected of doing that very same thing, like killing all her husbands. Even though she did it in a way where the masses didn't know. But she had a feeling that that's what was going on. And she had to really, like, get in her world and like become her best friend. But this woman made a career out of marrying influential men with money or any type of assets to kill them. And she would always finagle something with legal so that everything would fall you know, to her favor. And she made a career out of that. That's what she was doing most of her life. Wow. And it, it seems just like that movie. That's that crazy. Like a movie. But uh, that story we just read, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> something from a movie. Neil, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I mean, she had the wherewithal. She's used aliases, so you know this is this is what she does. Yeah, this is who she is. Um, and <laughs> you always wonder what is in someone's mind, you know, when they do things like that. Right. Um, you know, when you, you know, I'm just going. I'm going just kill every. That I've been married. That's what I feel. Not that she killed all of them, but right. it's last two, right? right. It's the last two. Yeah, she killed a fiance and her, and her husband. I mean that 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 ties into like you know like uh, matter of fact, I think it's a series on Netflix um, based off of a true story about a nurse. Yeah, I mean she she had that superhero, but I'm killing people syndrome. Mm -hmm. So she put them in a state of you know of um distress. And then act like she was saving them for them ultimately to die. Mm. And that's what she was doing. And then another, I think another, it was another nurse who real started to realize something wasn't right. Um, and it's, you, I, I, it boggles my mind that people, ooh, it, it's some evil people out here. Yes. And you just you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it's it's crazy. You just really don't know. Um I can't even nope. And my thing, if you got off got on killing your fiance five years ago, you dodged a the bullet then. And you're gonna kill kill your uh your husband? 
Uh, uh, well, she's a serial killer. She she probably has a problem. She's yeah. a serial killer. It's true. And whatever it is that she needs, whatever it is that she needs, she looks for in whoever her next victim is. So mm-hmm. it it may have been ultimately about killing him, but she had to have gotten something within that time, you know, whether it be monetarily or you know whatever. She mm-hmm. you know got it. You married you married this person, right? So she got to be some insurance policy, even though she wasn't getting no money. But you know, she had to have gotten something, yeah. you know, to sustain her until she found her next victim. Mm-hmm. Wow, crazy stuff. Well, listen, before we go, rest in peace to Jerry Springer. So sad to hear about his passing. Apparently, he had cancer and he only battled it a few months, but. I mean, who didn't watch Jerry, Jerry, Jerry back in the day? But um, Linnea, thank you so much for Hot Topics, GKLC Movie Reviews. And when we come back, eight-year-old Jana Price, right back after this. Flipped off the judge, robbed the district attorney. 
mad on McGraw is a legendary lyricist. My battles are commentated by Burn Lundquist, son bitch. Uh, all great, here we go again. Clean up and I'll find back on the floor again. Never bring me disrespect. You better hold it in. The most surgical in my city to ever hold a pen. Niggas about to be butt hurt after we play the song. Closet hating the shit. Sure as the day is long. Won't even know we ate the food till the plate is gone. Keep this shit in mind. We the niggas they waited on. Uh, spit that shit like a Molotov. Okay, Corral over here. We both sounding off. Kinda like a Molotov. Okay, Corral type shit. We both sounding off. Spit that shit like a Molotov. Okay, Corral over here. We both sounding off. Kinda like a Molotov. Okay, Corral type shit. We both sounding off. Both sounding off. We both sounding off. Both sounding off. We both sounding off. Wasn't 
Hey, this is Dr. Steve Perry, and you're listening to Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest has impacted her community through her speaking engagement at churches and daycares. Her recent accomplishment was her nomination for the 2023 Kid Entrepreneur of the Year with the Metropolitan Business League of Richmond, Virginia. Please help me welcome young entrepreneur and author Gianna Price. Welcome to the show. Welcome. It's amazing to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited when I read up on you. You've done a lot of great things. You're from my hometown. I'm from Richmond, Virginia myself. But um, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Gianna Price? I'm an author. I'm a sister and I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, okay. So I've also been in the movie Child Support, which we're trying to get on to. Okay. I've also been in a fairy tale court and drug court, which is produced by Nakia Dillard, who has been in BFM, Wonder Years, and Black Lightning. Wow, wow. So how did you get your start? I mean, you're so young. How old are you right now? I'm eight. Eight years old. Wow. And you've done so much already. How did you get your start with these movies? How did you get started doing movies? Well, can you hear me? Yeah. So, how did you get started doing movies? First, we thought child support is just to do something different, and people can relate to child support. Yes, they can. <laughs> they absolutely can. They absolutely can. So I know that you've written several books. Tell us about some of the books you've written. I wrote Finding Myself, which I wrote at the age of five. It got me on Channel 6 and Channel 8. Wow. So what is Finding Yourself about? Finding Myself is about how a little girl journeys to life and finds herself as she gets older. Wow. Now, even... She doesn't like meat. She doesn't like meat? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it gets stuck in her teeth. Oh, yeah. We've all had that. <laughs> so tell us about another book you wrote. I wrote Loving Myself, which is about how a little girl and her friends do different activities to love themselves, such as riding bikes, reading, playing basketball, and jump rope. Wow, wow, wow. So let me ask you, when you're writing these books, are you writing it based on your life or just based on your friends? What are you um, basing it on? It's basically on my imagination. Your imagination. So you wrote your first book, you said at five years old. What made you want to write a book? I wanted to express my feelings through a story. Hmm. Because you know, a lot of kids, they don't want to write. They want to go play. But you decide you wanted to write. So what was the difference between you? I do different things and that's okay. Yeah. Kids may not do the same things I do mm-hmm. and that's okay. You can do what you want to do. Absolutely. I'm an entrepreneur. I chose to be one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kids so- can be whatever they want to be. Right. 
You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I know you've done a lot of community uh, work by speaking at engage, engagements at churches and daycares. What are some of the messages that you tell the, the kids that you speak with? I basically tell them you can do anything you want to do. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything you want to do when you put your mind to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so here you are, eight years old. You're this young entrepreneur. Where do you want to, where do you see, I know you still have your whole life ahead of you, but what do you see yourself doing, let's say in 10 years when you're 18? What do you think you'll be doing? I definitely see me expanding my brand, whether it's dolls, t-shirts, or even mugs. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that, you, that you're a sister. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I only have one sister. She's one. Oh, one. So you're a big sister. Yeah. How do you like being a big sister? It's good. She does get fussy at times, but I play with her most of the time. Yeah. Do you hope that she'll follow in your footsteps and become a young entrepreneur? Or do you want to just do what she wants to do? Hopefully she follows my footsteps. I'm, I'm going to cheat her anyway. Right, exactly. And she has a she has a uh, great role model. So let's talk about this big accomplishment you had this year. Excuse me. Excuse me for that. The 2023 Kid Entrepreneur of the Year with the Metropolitan Business League there in Richmond, Virginia. So when you found out you were nominated for this award, how'd you feel? Like what went through your mind? I feel I felt amazing. Yeah. Like, wow, this is my accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like your hard work, the books and the speaking engagements, you feel like it was pay, it's paying off? Because yes, of this? paid off. Yeah. And you also did something I thought was very amazing this year. You had your first book donation overseas to the Born Like This Orphanage in Kenya. Yeah. I mean, wow. Now that was huge. How did that go about? was amazing they also made a video where they said thank you jayana price for the books we love you the kids did yeah so what so who do you know who born like this orphanage is or is it an orphanage in kenya that you that the books were donated to them yeah okay okay wow wow hopefully one day you'll get to go over there and see some of those kids huh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure they want to meet me I'm sure they do too. You gave them some good books. <laughs> you gave them some good books. So how many books in total have you written? I wrote four. I'm working on my fifth one now, which is the emoji book. The emoji. Oh, okay. What can you tell? I know you're still writing it, but what can you tell us about it? Emo the emoji book is where the kids get to express their feelings and be interactive with it. Awesome. Like, do you like going to the museum? Mm -hmm. Do you like reading books? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So who are some of your role models? Who are some of your role models that you look up to? I know we have a lot of kids are looking up to you because of all the great things you're doing. Who do you look up to? Um, your parents, maybe? Yeah, my parents and um, Nikki Turner. She's, she's an award-winning author, Jimmy the Saint, Nakia Diller. Okay. Nice. Nice. Those are some amazing people. 
So I've heard you met some famous people. Yeah. Who have you met? I met Alfred Liggins, mm. Kathy Hughes. Kathy Hughes, yes. Nakia Diller, Nikki Turner. Yeah. She writes books too. Absolutely. Those are some great people to know. Some great people to know. So what do you want? I know you, you your message is that kids can do whatever they want to do. Whatever they put their mind to do, they can do it. What other message do you have for kids that may be watching when we uh, air this interview? It doesn't matter what age you're at. It doesn't matter if you're four. Yeah. You can start it at any age. You're never too young or too old to start something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're working on your fifth book, which we can't wait to read. You have this nomination. Uh, what else do you look forward to doing in the future? I definitely look forward to doing to being in more movies, mm -hmm. like Child Support, the one we're coming out with. Right, yeah. And coming out with more movies people That's... can relate to. Yes, yes. Well, I know the sky is the limit for you. The sky is definitely the limit for you. And, you know, I, I want to thank you just for all the ways you're inspiring children all over the world. I mean, being able to donate those books to the orphanage in Ghana, in Ghana I mean, Kenya, excuse me, um, and just everything you're doing, you're, you're, you're a bright light and you're what kids need to attribute to. And especially you're in my home city of Richmond, Virginia. So it makes me even more proud. It makes me more proud. Where do you know where we can um, find out more information about everything you have going on? You can go to our website, pricelicionsllc.com to purchase my books. Oh, great. And we'll have a link on our website as well. I want to thank you, Jenna Price, for joining us tonight. Again, for more information, people can go to our website, thestephenightshow.com, and we'll be right back. Great work, Jenna. Thank you.
A testament, I gotta tell Faith, I'm about to flex on him Study for the test on him Positive, my God can do it He's a king, he's a god, he's a big ass He's a truth, he's a lie, he's a real ass When he tells me he loves me, I feel it Ain't nobody on this earth that can steal it So I Temptation song, Papa was a rolling stone. 
in the fast lane, never looking back. It's always moving on. Choice only made for the thorough and checklist. Every wrong turn shown me there's a clear direction. I had to let it go and let God do. If it was up to me, I would've never knew this magic. Best thing happened to me. Life's fast, but with you in my passenger seat. No losses, we just live and learn. And though I can't say every love affair has perfect. Stephen I show Adam how's it going it's going well Stephen how are you guys can't complain can't complain uh how's DC treating you 
It's good, except for it got cold. I don't know if you got cold around you guys, but uh, I'm expecting May to be warm. And we just, yeah, it got a little cold here. Yeah, it's cold and rainy. Cold and yeah. rainy. Exactly. <laughs> yesterday was pretty much rainy all day, and then yeah, today's colder than yesterday. So not a yeah. fan. Yeah, well, it was a beautiful weekend here. So, but anyway, um, oh, I went to some. I forgot to mention in hot topics. I went to somewhere this weekend. Um, you know, they have Coachella. They had mm-hmm. brunch Coachella um at Piedmont Park but it was good it was a lot of fun but they had three ticket uh price points so they had $40 for general admission 60 it was really $65 with taxes but $60 for um all access then they had a VIP for 130 something or something like that so we all me and my friends we all got the $65 one I could got the $40 one because the only difference was because from two to seven from two to four, they had Bombas Mimosas. We didn't get there until four thirty. Ah. Uh, so what did that. you get with the VIP? A uh, uh, plastic uh, mimosa. Um, what's the flute? Like a, a plastic flute, flute. Yeah. That said Brunchell on it. That's oh. interesting. The food we had to pay for all the food we had. We had to pay for drinks. Yeah. What's the point then? Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, but it was fun though. It was fun. Okay, All right. nice. So take away with movie views. <laughs> sure thing. So I um, wasn't able to make it to the theater this weekend. So I actually went to see the latest Disney release, Peter Pan and Wendy. And I feel like a year doesn't go by that there's not another Peter Pan movie remake out there in the works. But here it is. And this one is the live action one by Disney and it's basically not a scene by scene because I actually never seen the original uh, animated Peter Pan movie I've seen bits and pieces of it I kind of know the premise but what they decided to do is take that um, kind of story and the story that Peter Pan that most people know and turn this into a live action film uh, with Jude Law playing Captain Hook Um, and it is a kids movie but um, I think I liked it. It was fun. It's easygoing. Uh, I feel like, and maybe this is like the theater version of Macbeth, but uh, since we have so many Peter Pan movies, it's you're, you're really judging who's the Captain Hook and how good of a job they do. And Jude Law really kind of falls into the role of being a, the different kind of Captain Hook than we're used to. Uh, and really, he looked like he had a great time making this movie. But um Overall, you know, for the quick premise, Wendy and her brothers live in England around, you know, the turn of the uh, 19th century, and they she doesn't want to grow up. So Peter Pan comes, who, of course, is the boy who never grows up and takes her to Neverland, and there they have adventures. They get attacked by Captain Hook, who is a pirate that lives on in Neverland as well, and, you know, kind of adventures ensue, and then we learn at the end that it's time to go home, and it is time to grow up. So, um Fun movie again. It's a kids' film, but uh, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think you know they did a good job. I'm not going to see the one from the 50s. Uh, they definitely upgraded it for like the cultural stereotypes. They took out all the negative ones and made it you know kind of a, an actual enjoyable movie for the modern day. So if you're looking for something, just you know you're a Disney fan or a Peter Pan fan, uh, definitely check it out. Good. Uh, so I did get to the theater and I saw uh, Scream 6. So Scream is a series that actually interests me a little bit just simply because they keep finding 
ways to rewrite the same story. So it's basically the same story being told over and over and over again, but they delivering it to you in different ways. So now they're in New York City and um, the, the whole victim thing is always um, a connection in this Loomis family um, with the original killer now having, I guess the movies are now old enough for him to have a, a college age daughter. And so they're keeping it within the family. It's pretty interesting. They're keeping some of the same characters into play. They're talking about some of the same characters from the original movie. Courtney Cox makes an appearance which gives validity to the story and it ties it all in together. It, it, it's pretty interesting. I'm not gonna say that uh, it was bad, but it could have stayed not to be in theater. Again, make it interesting for me, make it make sense for me to leave my house. But it was it's good for home. And I do think if it's not already coming to streaming at home, it should already be there. If it's not there yet, maybe next weekend coming, maybe, I don't know, but it should be coming soon. Nice. Um, the next thing that I saw was uh, the mini series on HBO called Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen. And I think his name is, Je what's his name? Uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, they star, and it's the same story that was told, Stephen and I were talking about the miniseries Candy on Hulu. Mm -hmm. So it's the same story of Candy Montgomery who has an affair with another member of her church and uh, the love affair has gone wrong and she asked the, uh, the wife of her lover. It, and it's pretty interesting. It's, it's, uh, I like the whole character study of getting the, the actress getting into the character. Um, I think, what was her name? Jessica Biel played the one in um, Hulu and Elizabeth Olsen plays the one on HBO. And it's similar, if you, you look at their delivery of the same character, th they pretty much have a similar disposition of how she is. So they must be nailing her pretty perfect. Like she's so prissy and proper and, churchy but at the same time she's having this tawdry affair with her <laughs> congregation member then she winds up killing his wife it's interesting right. and all of it's based on a true story so definitely check it out it's really really good and um of course succession um I, I, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it uh mr roy is dead and the children are now like they're, they're starting the, the feeding frenzy of who's going to take over. It, it's, it was a slow roll of starting out calm, but now it's starting to pick up. And you started to see some of the viciousness come out in the kids um, as they fight for the power of the company. It's pretty interesting. Definitely check it out. And a special mention and shout out to Sarah Snook, who plays uh, Shiv Roy. Her acting ability with her storyline, because she 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 plays this character that is uh, in between being a vicious <laughs> mogul, but at the same time mourning the death of her father at the same time. So it, and it's pretty interesting, her delivery and how she has to play with her emotions in between, um, you know, this tough exterior disposition she's supposed to have. Succession is one of the top uh, shows for HBO. And uh, if you pay attention to it, it also kind of mirrors what's going on at Fox News. So definitely mm -hmm. check it out. Mm -hmm. And um, what else did I see? 
That's it. That's pretty much yeah. it. Thanks. I just want to talk about um, beef with Ali yeah. Wong. Oh, and yeah. Steven, Steven uh, I don't know his last name. You? You? Anyway. Um, really good. It's um, 10 episodes. I finished it last night. Um, I started to watch the first episode and I, I was with one of my friends, but they tried to talk me clean to the whole first episode, so I had to turn it <laughs> off. I said, I'll watch it later. But, <laughs> but I watched it. Really good. It starts off with the road rage incident between those two characters and then how they try to get uh, revenge on each other throughout the the series and then their lives intertwine a little bit. But they both have, like, she she's married with a daughter and, and on surface she has a great life, you know, beautiful home, all this, and he is living with his brothers and he's, you know, he's, um, he's a blue collar worker kind of thing, kind of struggling, but it's kind of how their lives uh, blend is very, very interesting. It was really well, well done. Well done. So um, ch- I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. The nice. ending will surprise you. Will surprise you. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good uh, things. Any, anything coming down the pipeline? Uh, I feel like we're finally getting into that kind of almost summer. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which uh, apparently is finally the good superhero movie of the year so far after a few misses, is the big one. Um, Fast and Furious 10. So again, we're getting into our action movies. And then, of course, I think we're ending the month with yet another Disney remake, but this time it's The Little Mermaid. Uh, so those are, those are three on my radar at the moment. Yeah. And and right after that for me it would be Flash and then Blue Beetle. Ooh, Blue Beetle sounds good. Yeah, right. watch that trailer, Adam, if you haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, I will. Well, guys, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our time and money on and whatnot. And have a great week. And we'll be back right back. We'll be right back after this. Community, community. It's been a long time coming. 
she wasn't Got my heart broken, learn from it I'm done playing in your childish games I'm the queen and I always reign See you seeing and now you're feeling played I watched your moves and now I'm highly trained See hurting you, I have nothing to gain It's just your time for you to feel the pain It really hurts to have to be this way everybody it's me will downing yeah listen i got some new music out we're gonna talk about it on the Stephen knight show welcome back to the Stephen knight show well now it's time to highlight our black owned business tonight i want to highlight wing and waffle factory i told you all in the early segment that i uh, went to Brunchella um at piedmont park here in atlanta georgia over the weekend and this is one of the vendors out there wing and waffle factory they have Chickens and wa- chicken and waffles, but they have all different types of uh, flavor and toppings for the waffles. So they have like um, cookies and cream. They had some kind of strawberry cheesecake. They had all different ones. I didn't eat any. My friend did, but I had the white wings. The wings are really good. They had several flavors. So check them out. Again, Wing, wing and Waffle Factory. There'll be a link in the bio of this video. want to thank Jana Price for joining us tonight. Thank you all. And I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday. Good night.